I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. Hey, what a wonderful opportunity this Mariner has to do to call out your way out into our vast, unseen radio audience. We do so from the port of Bon Secours, Alabama here, the southernmost part of the state of Alabama here in the United States of America. Our passages of Scripture we'll be looking at will be in the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 1. I'll be reading verse 17 and 18. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. Thank you again for welcoming us aboard. Most of you, as far as your home is concerned, some say they listen by uh, transport back and forth through their work and their jobs. They say it just sort of, uh, the program just sort of fits right in between there. Hey, by the way, the five-minute look at the book and the Mariner's Call is now available on Apple Podcast. And uh, if you'll just go to our website again, fomm.org, and that you can just put that forward slash podcast, and uh, you can pick it up, and uh, you can uh, hear Brother Mon any time of the day, uh, VI or versus the uh, the radio station that you listen from. Colossians chapter one, verse seventeen and verse eighteen. What I want to do at this particular time, I want to get across uh, the thought of God's place in your life, God's place in your life. Isn't it good to be saved? Isn't it good to know that you're saved? Isn't it good to know that as far as salvation is concerned, we think about the second coming of Jesus Christ all closer than it ever has been. Can't put a time or a date on it, but oh, I hope today, I hope tonight, you know, I, I hope tomorrow. He's my blessed hope, you know. But as far as, you know, our growth in grace, uh, we're going to see the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, uh, the writer sort of helps us to understand what is salvation. It has to do with Christ in you, the hope of glory. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of make this, apply this in a nautical way. Christ in you, now doctrinally speaking, if you belong to Christ, if you've trusted Christ as your Savior, if you hadn't done that, oh, uh, you must get that done. That is such an urgent thing, thinking about the soon coming of Christ. But if Christ is your Savior, all right, how do I understand it? He's inside of me. He lives inside of me, doctrinally speaking, in the person of the Holy Spirit, on the inside. So if I can illustrate this nautically for you and help you to understand it, we can understand as we read verse 17 and 18 in a few minutes, Christ's place in your life, all right, you're the vessel, and he's on the inside. It's like you're the ship, and he's aboard the ship. What place aboard the ship do you give him? Do you understand where I'm going? 
So let me read my text. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Speaking of Jesus Christ. Now, what about this Savior? And he is the head of the body, the church. I'm glad I know who the head of the church is. By the way, not some person as far as man is concerned. Uh, he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Oh, now there we go. That in all things, what? He might have the preeminence. So if Christ is in you, or he's aboard your ship, what place in that ship do you allow him to have? What place have you given him? Now he's asking for the preeminent place, priority. You said, why? Because he has priority in everything else. In verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. He has priority, my friend, in redemption. There's no way to be redeemed outside of Christ. I'm sorry. Many of you listen today, your trust is in many things. But my friend, unless my trust is in Jesus Christ, huh, your trust is useless. It's worthless, you know. Priority in salvation. No other way to be saved outside of Jesus Christ. He said so clearly, he was the way to the Father's house. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6. So he's preeminent as far as salvation is concerned. He's preeminent as far as creation. Creation? Verse 16, Colossians chapter 1, for by him were all things created. Now, I believe that. All right? Preeminence. He's preeminent in everything, and as far as even things consisting. Verse 17, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Not only we think about it, it's created, but he causes it all to work in perfect order. And sometimes all man does is try to create disorder, preeminence. So you're the vessel. He's aboard. What place do you give him? I've sort of illustrated it this way. You know, a lot of people want the Lord around. Now, what's the most important part? We think about the more, most important work of a ship. Well, a ship is a means of transportation, right? Uh, across the seas of this world, in the area that I'm in, I found that ships carry petroleum, they carry iron ore, they carry vehicles, they carry fruit and meats and wood and metal. That's, uh, that's the primary reason the ships were built. We think about the cargo ships. Now, let me apply this, me and you. You know, we think about Christianity, Christ in me, the hope of glory. What place do I have the Lord in my life as far as my vessel and my ship? And you know, most people want the Lord around just as just what I mentioned, as just a cargo of goods. Now, many people want the Lord to fill that position. They want God to be around as sort of a cargo of things. Now that I'm saved, I can get things. Oh, shame on us. That's not what it's all about. He said in all things he might have the preeminence. God's not aboard just to give you his cargo, his load of goods. Have you ever really examined your prayers? Many times it's all about what you want. You know, I've been ashamed of myself. What we've done, we've 
memorized a few scriptures like maybe Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. It says, but my God shall supply all your needs. Now see, that's those goods. That's that cargo of goods. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. But you have to be real careful to read that within its context, you know. You said, what are you saying? A lot of us, we make a bunch of needs, and then we ask God to pay them all for us. I'm saying that's not what Christ wants. That's not the place that the Lord wants in your life. He just doesn't want to be around as sort of some kind of heavenly Santa Claus. I disagree with this so-called prosperity theology. Christ is on the inside. What does he want? He wants priority, you know, preeminence, more than just a cargo of goods. In all things, he might have the preeminence. A lot of people want God around just like what makes the ship work? The crew, right? Yes. Very necessary and vital part of the ship. It can't operate without the crew. The crew is constantly on call. For me, years ago, as far as the Gulf of Mexico, the smaller shrimping trawlers that I worked on, it was anywhere from 50 to 100 foot long. We just basically had the captain, first, second, and third mate. But as far as, ooh, some of the huge ships, Oh, there's the captain, the chief mate, and the first officer, and the first and second and third engineers, first, second, and third mate, bosom, the ABs, the ordinary seaman, the quartermaster, the oar, the wiper, the chief steer. You see where I'm going. Just uh, lots of people, sometimes 15, 20, 25 people that actually make up the crew of a ship. Now, you know what I found? A lot of people. That's the place that the Lord has in their life. I've had people say something like this. Oh, it seems as if when the pressures are heavy and the load is burdensome, uh, the Lord is around in my life for me to call and ask for help. I, I ask from time to time the Lord's help on my job, the Lord's help with my wife and my kids and my school and my health, you know. And the Lord's sort of there, and someone has said something like this. He's kind of around. He's kind of like my buddy, my companion. Uh, I don't know, my friend. God's place in your life, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Does the Lord want to be more to you than just your buddy? You know, I'm glad that he can be our, our friend. But God wants more than just to be sort of a crew member, where when you can't do your job, you call him and ask you and ask him to help you do your job. What does he want? That in all things he might have the preeminence, the ultimate as far as the ship is concerned. I'm the ship. He's inside. What place do I give him? Just, I'm just glad that he's around as a cargo of goods, around just to be my buddy. No, no. What does he want to be? The obvious answer is he is the owner. He's supposed to be the authoritarian. He is Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10 the captain of our salvation, the one I submit to, the one I trust, he wants to be the captain. He wants me to have total dependence upon him. We think about ultimate priority. Are you guilty of just running your own life? Don't tell me how to run my life. I've had people to say, you know. Uh, Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 7, we find the purpose, the creation of man. 
Everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. Revelation 4.11, for through, uh, for thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. So what are you saying, Brother Juan? Who's at the helm of your life? He wants priority. He's the captain of our salvation. And you know, that has to do with the growth in grace. When he becomes more to you than just a cargo of goods, when he becomes more to you than just your buddy, or maybe even just your friend, when he gets that preeminent place, then what happens? All things begin to work as they should. When he gets that preeminent place, then my friend, that cargo of goods are yours. (laughs) That preeminent place, then yes, the Lord is there to be our friend. But he just don't want to be just this person to give you, just this person to jump at your <laughs> command to be able to help you. He wants to be the captain. Do you understand what I'm saying? And in doing so, oh, then I get his cargo, then I get his fellowship, and I get the benefits of him being sort of like uh, the crew. But he wants to be the captain Priority, priority, the captain. I remember a number of times, as far as the captain aboard the boat that I was on, our work was just so hard. And sometimes I disagreed with the captain as far as what he did. But, you know, he would from time to time see our work as the captain now, as that place of responsibility that he had there. And uh, he would leave the wheelhouse, leave that helm, come back and offer us help. What kind, what place does the Lord have in your life? That in all things he might have the preeminence. Allow him to be the captain. Acknowledge him in all things, and he'll take and direct your path. Now, until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.